The most profound response that I had was from the chair of a healthcare organisation who read about my book when it was featured in an airline magazine. You know, I had a book review done and he read that on a plane. And when he got off, he requested the copy of the book from uh, my website and he hadn't yet received the book in the mail when the email sequence started. And the second email in the sequence really resonated with him. And he replied, he hit reply to that email and sent it to me and asked permission to order a copy of my book for each member of his executive team. Welcome to Marketing Builder, the show where you'll get lots of little bricks of marketing advice to help you build up your marketing and your business. Drawing on over 20 years of marketing experience, your host, Daniel Oyston, will dive into a topic and provide you with short, sharp and to-the-point marketing advice that you can apply to your marketing straight away. Welcome to Marketing Builder. Let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, legends. Pumped to have you joining me for this episode of Marketing Builder and also Shelley Thompson. That's the voice you heard right at the start of the show, who joins us to talk about how writing a business book has transformed her business from one where she gave away lots of free consulting advice to plenty of people who are probably never going to work with her, to one where she now engages her target audience as a trusted expert in her field. Shelley Thompson's career began working directly with patients' experiences as a nuclear medicine technologist at Royal Melbourne Hospital, where she worked with patients daily. However, in 2006, Shelley left her career in the medical industry and opened her own gourmet food business. And her goal was to create a store that treated customers like family. But tragedy struck and fire destroyed the shop. And for years afterwards, customers begged Shelley to reopen the store. And it made Shelley realize that she had created a devoted fan base who loved her business and so instead of reviving the store and setting up and starting from scratch Shelley decided to help other companies improve their customer service. Shelley spent many years focusing on retail experience and customer experience before returning to her roots combining her customer experience knowledge and expertise and focusing back in on the health sector and helping those organizations improve their customer experiences. Like most business owners, Shelley has tried a variety of marketing strategies and tactics, and today she enjoys a blend of demonstrating her expertise through content to build trust, automation marketing, speaking gigs, workshops, and masterclasses to really drive her business. Writing a book to be part of her marketing has really transformed Shelley's business, and I wanted to share her experiences with you. I started off by asking Shelley how she got to a point or or the realization that she had enough material or knowledge to write a book and that writing a book was actually a worthwhile thing to pursue because it would actually help her business. I didn't have an epiphany. You know, I'm not a natural writer or even someone who enjoys writing, to be perfectly honest. Um, At school, I didn't do, you know, creative writing. I didn't do English literature. I'm a science person through and through. So the idea of writing a book to me was completely foreign. Uh, So the concept for writing my book came from three fundamental frustrations, really. Um, The first one was, the, the healthcare system, so the healthcare sector I work in, it's completely broken. And for years, I've been listening to my friends, colleagues, relatives just complain 
about their poor healthcare experiences. And for me, that the turning point, I suppose, around those complaints was when a friend of mine shared her experience when her son was admitted to the children's hospital. And as a healthcare professional herself, she's one of my former colleagues, she witnessed numerous incidents of substandard care. And for her, you know, that's her son. But as a mother, she didn't want to complain because she was worried it was going to compromise her son's care and affect his recovery. And she was telling me this story and I was just thinking something incredibly wrong with our healthcare system when the people using it don't feel able to speak up if it isn't working for them. And so I thought, well, I understand the healthcare system. I understand customer service. So, and it's not good enough as it is right now. So I felt compelled to do something about it and to help improve the experiences for patients and their families. And I just thought, well, how do you start that improvement process? And I just thought, well, maybe writing a book was a good way to go. So I thought if I could contribute to somehow developing some of the solutions to the problems, that would be a good first step. Um, So that was really my first frustration. The second one was for me personally, that I had done a huge amount of reading and, you know, discovering evidence and spending time just getting myself quite knowledgeable about customer service. And I was really frustrated that I was finding all this evidence that improving service experiences led to improving business success. And that link is really tangible. Uh, And I'm just, I was just a little bit frustrated that I was studying all of this and I could, you know, discover that direct link, but no one was taking any notice of it. And I'm only a little voice, you know, in a very big ocean. So I just thought, well, maybe I could do something. If I, I, I wrote a book, I could actually amplify the message in some way. So, you know, and, and really, look, studies show there's a lot of evidence, you know, Forrester Research in 2016 published um, research that showed that companies investing in customer experience generate up to five times faster revenue growth compared to companies that don't. So it's really compelling evidence. So I sort of, you know, that got me pretty motivated when that study came out. And my third big frustration is really more based around my consulting business, that I was having lots of coffee meetings with potential clients. And during those meetings, they were asking me questions. I was asking them questions. And I ended up giving up, giving away a whole lot of valuable IP, you know, in the hope of gaining this person as a new client. So effectively, you know, I was providing free consulting. And I thought, there has to be a smarter way than doing this. So I did some online research and I discovered that, you know, writing a book could actually help position me as a trusted authority in my field and perhaps go some way to addressing that problem, that that frustration that I was feeling. So instead of having coffee meetings, I could ask people to order my book first and that's become my primary marketing piece now for my target audience. So if I do choose to have a selected coffee meeting, I actually take a copy of the book for them and I start the meeting by putting that down on the table. And then if they ask me questions now, you know, where I would normally give away my free consulting, then I'd say, if you're interested to learn more, that's in my book. You know, I talk about that in my book. And so it actually helps me to sort out who my ideal clients are, because if people go away and they read my book and come back to me, they're my ideal clients because they kind of get my purpose 
but the ones that can't be bothered to read it, they never call and, in fact, they're not my clients. So it's actually been a really powerful tool for me and has solved, gone some way anyway, to solving some of my frustrations. Mm, Very interesting and a concept born out of frustration of having too many of those coffee meetings and and maybe some tire kickers or or even just validating whether somebody is truly interested in in changing what they're doing and getting you to help them. And I think a lot of business owners like the idea of writing a book. It sounds pretty cool to be able to say, I wrote a book, I'm an author, but they're either put off by the perceived effort or they just don't know where to start the process. How does it all work? Where do you actually start when you've made that decision? I'm going to write a book. (laughs) Good question. It it wasn't very clear to me and I actually needed a bit of guidance here, but I think what it comes down to is the book is actually like a marketing plan. You need to first just determine some really fundamental things, you know, who is the book for? So what's your audience? What's the market or your ideal client? You really need to understand that just like you do when you're doing your marketing for your business. What are the problems that these potential people face? Why do you write the book? And who are you writing the book for? And and who are you as a person to write the book? What sort of authority do you have to write it? So I think, you know, like all of your marketing, you would answer questions similar to that. And I think that's what you need to do if you have a concept or an idea of thinking about writing the book. Uh, and then perhaps a bit of competitive research as well, uh, just to discover, well, are there other books in this space? Uh, just as you would do if you were positioning your business or yourself from a marketing perspective. I mean, you know, when I answered that question of why did I write the book, um, I I wrote the book because I I wanted to help change the mindset of the medical profession. You know, I really wanted to help them realise that if they don't change their thinking about how to grow their practices around improving patient experience, not only will their revenue be affected, but their reputation and their lifestyle as well. So I really sort of got into the heads of my potential client or potential reader. And then from the point of view of thinking about, well, how do I even structure this book? How does that work? You know, I decided that there were a whole lot of myths out there and assumptions that healthcare professionals make about patients. And so I wanted to dispel those myths or dismantle those myths Uh, really. So I decided that the structure of my book would be the top 10 myths and there would be one chapter per myth that I would dispel. And I I had a framework for each chapter that was quite similar. It followed a bit of a formula that I, you know, a framework that I developed. And I just made sure I was fairly consistent. But each chapter was structured around that specific topic. So if I got a bit waffly in something, I'd say, no, cut that off. And then back I go. So, so I think I think the structure and the marketing approach are really important when you're thinking about writing a book. Attention, attention, marketing nugget. Shelley speaks there about the marketing approach and and really focusing in on the why and the who questions. We talked in detail to Matt Fenwick in episode 16 about how to make smarter communication decisions. The thing is. There are so many different marketing tactics we can pursue, and it can often feel like there is a real fear of missing out on the gains a tactic can provide us, especially when we see others using it well and when a tactic or platform first comes to the market. Any of you thinking about TikTok right now? 
The basic approach, however, is to stay true and steady to the who of your audience, their problems, how you can help them, and the why. It's imperative that you answer those questions before running off to try any tactic or platform, new or old, and, of course, agreeing and documenting your audience, your objectives, your goals, and your resources available, the time and the money, certainly makes it so much easier to make those decisions. You structured the book around the top 10 myths in healthcare, and it outlines those and and goes on to dispel them. For context, how many words did that take to do that? And I'm also interested, how much does it cost to take it from the concept to the finished product, not just in terms of money, but also the time and how long? Like, How long did it take to fill out each chapter in each section of the book, and then what was it in total? I don't actually know how long my book is in terms of words. Um, I know it's 250 pages in length, uh, but for me, it was more about the quality of the content. You know, I just, I didn't want to waffle. I wanted to be to the point. I wanted to, you know, share some of the experiences, provide a bit of knowledge to people and bring it to life with some real life examples. That was probably the criteria for me related to the book. and, and I think, you know, going back to that why, it was, you know, really deciding how to approach writing the book um, was about why, what was the purpose in writing it. So if you wanted your book to become a bestseller, you know, in the on the mainstream market, then perhaps the best way to approach uh, the book is to partner with a publishing house, you know, a fairly traditional sort of method, I think, to provide editing support and the distribution after the book is finished. But my understanding, because I didn't choose that way, is that you pay some sort of ongoing percentage um, for that. I don't really understand the structure of it because I didn't go down that route. But uh, the alternative, I think, for business people that have a genuine message and would like to use the book more, I suppose, for marketing and positioning of you and your business, then I think there's a few different approaches and outcomes. Um, and there are another, a number of companies in Australia and internationally that provide a framework and support for business people to write, edit and self-publish their books. And you usually pay up front for that or you pay in stages as the development of the book takes place. I chose the second route to do and I found what I thought was a good fit for me um, and I self-published my book. So I think it's up to you. You know, different paths will suit different needs and outcomes. In terms of the time it took me uh, to write the book, nearly 12 months. Um, I do know people that have written a whole book in six weeks and I know some people that have taken six years. (laughs) So it's an evolution, I think, and, you know, it's a different journey for every single person. But I finalised the framework first of the chapters because that really, that structure really helped me. And then I just, I wrote the initial three chapters that took nearly eight months for me to, I really struggled to start with because as I said, I'm not a natural writer. But then I just knuckled down and I got to the end of a very busy working year and I had that time off between Christmas, New Year and in, in early January. So I wrote the remaining seven chapters in six weeks in that period of time. Uh, and then I didn't like, you know, because there'd been some time between the two, I didn't write, I didn't like the first three chapters. So I went back and rewrote them over three more weeks. So, you know, the, the whole thing for me in the end came together quite quickly, but I needed a fair bit of, you know, sort of mental time, I think, to get my head around the process and the project 
um, to get myself into the groove. You mentioned that there are other businesses out there that have genuine messaging that they need to get out to the market and it will actually help their businesses marketing. How does writing a book change, for want of a better word, the level of your business in terms of how people perceive you as an expert? It completely changed my business is the short answer. I was pursuing random sales, you know, and potential clients, coffee meetings, um, doing lots of networking, you know, networking events prior to writing the book. So if you like, I was in a chasing mode, um, trying to chase potential clients and chase potential business. And it was really exhausting um, and unfulfilling, to be perfectly honest. Now, since I've written the book and I I have a really structured sales approach that is really around building trust. It's not salesy and it opens up a two-way dialogue and what it allows me to do is create a human connection that draws out my ideal client because I don't want to waste people's time um, and I'm sure they don't want to waste mine. If we're not a natural fit for each other, that's okay, that's fine but I don't want to keep trying to engage them and forcing them into something that they're really not interested in. So I've, I've managed to move away from that free consulting to now being positioned as a trusted authority. And so the book for me was really designed to build trust with potential clients, you know, to give them time to think, wow, this person knows what they're talking about and to really understand what my motivation is. And really, my system now does that in three ways. It reduces resistance, you know, for people, if they genuinely want to keep listening to my messaging and my information, and it's of interest to them, they'll keep going. Um, And the second thing, it means that I don't have to chase people anymore. I love that. Uh, And the third thing, I, I just don't do any free consulting anymore. So it's really made a massive impact on my business. While Marketing Builder is the name of this podcast, it's also the name of an awesome product that can help you sort through all the fluff of marketing advice out there and focus on the important stuff. Marketing Builder is a card-based system supplemented by online video lessons that walks you through, step-by-step, the most important things in a marketing plan, such as buyer personas, pipeline analysis, objectives, strategy, goals, budgets, and the fun and sexy stuff, the marketing tactics. And there's over a hundred of them for you to consider using. The card sorting process results in a visual representation of your marketing, where you can easily see how people will engage with your marketing as they move from awareness through to a customer or client. Whether you're a small business owner trying to develop a marketing plan that you can actually use and are confident in on that very limited budget, or a seasoned marketer wanting others in your organization to have real buy-in and engagement with your marketing, then Marketing Builder is perfect for you. Visit marketingbuilder.net for more information. Now, the reason you're listening. Let's head back to the show. You mentioned that you have a sales process for your business and the advantages of that, but you give your book away for free. It doesn't cost people anything. Talk us through the thinking behind giving it away for free. And also, once somebody requests the book and and it's sent out to them, is there any automation or some sort of process that happens where you're positioning yourself to them? That really comes back to the why 
um, why did I write the book? And for me, I give the book away for free because I want people to be able to access it. You know, if my messages resonate with them, I don't want cost to be a barrier. I genuinely, if people are are on this journey and they really want to become have a more patient-centred practice, I genuinely want them to have access to the information. So my purpose was to get the book in front of as many influential healthcare leaders as possible and to start the conversation about improving healthcare experiences and achieving um, better outcomes for patients and their families. Like that's my motivation for what I do. So when someone orders a book, there is an automation system that happens um, and that's in place not only to provide them with a little bit more information, but to support them to learn more about what the book can do for them. And I think that works pretty well because people are anticipating the arrival of the book once they've ordered it for free online. You know, they're waiting for it to arrive in the mail uh, and the emails set up an expectation about what is in each chapter of the book. So each email in the automation series tackles, I suppose, the key points within each chapter. So it gives them a little taster or teaser uh, of what's coming. And some people, I think we recognise that some people read a book from front to back. Some people go to the back and start at the back first, you know. Some like to skim read the whole thing and just sort of, oh, that's interesting and stop at a certain page and read a bit. And some like to read just a specific section or a chapter um, that's of interest to them. I don't don't really care whether they read the whole book or not. If something resonates with them, that's the most important thing for me because we're starting to have a connection and we're starting to build trust because we sort of think the same way. And so the emails that I've developed for my automation sequence try to respond to those different needs and the different ways in which people want to consume information and content. Irrespective of how somebody would read a physical book in those examples that you gave, they've got it in their hands, your brand is in front of them. Share a story of a time when that whole process of getting your book in somebody's hands who's in your target audience has really paid off for your business. I have so many interesting and varied stories. Um, You know, I've sent a copy of my book to the editor of a key industry publication, you know, just hoping, really hoping that I could get a response. And it led, led to writing a feature article in their journal, which really positions me as an authority across a complete healthcare sector, which I was really excited about. Um, I've connected to a CEO on LinkedIn that I actually really wanted to know. Uh, I just really admired them. And so I sent out a note and I thought, wow, they responded and connected to me. And I thought, I'm just going to send them a handwritten thank you note and I'll put a copy of my book in with that. Well, that led to me getting a spontaneous thank you email from them when the book arrived. And so, and that has led to us having meetings together and collaborating on masterclasses and workshops and, and even doing a webinar recently, you know, since, since the current environment has changed. Um, people have found my book online and signed up for a copy and then spontaneously contacted me um, when some of the content has resonated with them when they've been reading it. And that's led to some amazing conversations we've had together, um, consulting work and collaborations on on things that I really didn't think was were possible. But I think the most profound response that I had was from the chair of a healthcare organisation 
who read about my book when it was featured in an airline magazine. You know, I had a book review done in one of the monthly uh, magazines and he read that on a plane. And when he got off, he requested the copy of the book from uh, my website and he hadn't yet received the book in the mail when the email sequence started. And the second email in the sequence really resonated with him. And he replied, he hit reply to that email and sent it to me and asked permission to order a copy of my book for each member of his executive team, which of course, you know, I responded and said, yes, (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was thrilled, you know, I was really excited. I never received an email like that. So as a result, I was invited to meet that executive team. I presented at their national conference and it ultimately led to 12 months of consulting work with them. So for me, that that's the power of the book. Very, very powerful. You gave some examples there of other pieces of content like some articles and some webinars and things like that. The book is full of great content and great content marketers will look for ways to repurpose and, and recut existing content that they already have in the bank. Have you done that much with the content from the book? The, the book is the most incredible source of content um, I've ever had, and it can be repurposed in so many ways. I have developed blogs, um, social media posts, video content, white papers, trade articles. I, um, I've published association journal articles. Uh, I've developed masterclasses on the back of it and workshops. I've done radio interviews of specific sections of the book. Um, and and develop lots of webinars. So, you know, it's it's a never-ending source of content. And I have to say, uh, I I relook at it. You know, I I skim read my own book every now and again, um, and I look. I go, wow, that's actually quite interesting. So it's a continuous source of inspiration for me to be able to think about something and perhaps update it now, you know, with some new, more relevant information or some new research that's come out. So. I think once you develop a book, it's a never-ending source of inspiration and content that, you know, just is only limited by your own imagination about how you can use it. And I think in addition to that too, the book has opened up doors that have really contributed to some things that I never expected, Um, collaborative partnerships, introductions to other purpose-driven individuals, you know, who are really like-minded to me and we've ended up doing consulting work together. You know, people I, I wouldn't have known ever in my, you know, life if I'd just gone to networking meetings. I've um, ended up on faculty of some pretty serious national healthcare organisations and on boards as well. So I think the book for me has been an incredible positioning tool And it's really my number one marketing go-to tool. Some absolutely amazing stories and real positives from writing a book for your business. Shelley Thompson, Director at Experience 360, thank you so much for coming on the Marketing Builder podcast and sharing your expertise around writing a book and using it to market your business. Thank you. So many positives for Shelley in writing a book to help engage her audience demonstrate her expertise and build trust and to drill it home again 
Marketing is about finding people with a need and getting them to trust you. That is why I absolutely love the example Shelley spoke of with the chair of a healthcare organization who ordered her book for the entire exec team after reading that review in an airline magazine. I mean, that's the holy grail of marketing, right? The ease at which people come to chase you because they want to engage with you. And I think that is particularly important when we consider, on average, most people move through the buyer decision process 60 to 70% of the way before making contact with you. If you would like to learn more about Shelley's work, head along to experience360.com.au, that experience, and then the numerals three, six, and zero. Or search for Shelley, that's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, Thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N on LinkedIn. And of course, those links are in the show notes at marketingbuilder.net for this episode. And that's a wrap for this episode, number 21. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and it has been amazing having you listen to the show. And I trust you got lots out of hearing from Shelley and her experiences in writing a book to help her business's marketing loved this episode good make sure you don't miss the next one and subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, google podcasts spotify stitcher tune in or wherever it is you listen to your podcast i'd also love to hear from you the listeners about what marketing you're crushing or maybe something's a bit tough at the moment or you're stuck or you have a question or you want to share an experience please connect with me on linkedin just search for daniel oyston that's o-y-s-t-o-n or follow Marketing Builder on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Marketing Builder or use the handle MKTBLD. Until next time, may your marketing be awesome, and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Marketing Builder. This show was developed, hosted, and produced by Daniel Oyston from Content Grasshopper, the creator of Marketing Builder. Marketing Builder is the easy-to-use, step-by-step card-sorting system for cutting through all the marketing fluff out there and to help you build a marketing plan you are actually on board with. For more information, visit marketingbuilder.net or contentgrasshopper.com.au. Thanks for listening.